gospel message is brought to you by the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. On a topic this morning, a little bit related to the theme the Lord has given us for the year, which is that shall be our year of wonders. Um, something that you have all enjoyed in the past year, uh, sometimes you enjoyed it, you are not even aware you have enjoyed it, and quite often you probably know uh, at that time that you are enjoying it. And that thing is what you cannot do without. You have it, you are made, you don't have it, one is in trouble. And that thing is called divine help. Somebody say help. So I'll talk to you briefly on divine help, gateway to wonders. Divine help, gateway to wonders. Uh, We need help when we are unable to achieve or obtain what we need by our own resources. That's when you need help. And if you're going to be very sincere with yourselves or with ourselves, you will discover that more often than not, as humans, we have what is called inherent weakness. Uh, We have aspiration. We want to be this. We want to be that. We want to do this. We want to do that. But somehow within us, there's an inherent weakness. But contrast or contrasted to us is a God who knows no weakness. Hallelujah. And so, as we're starting out this year, may I ask you that the constant phrase in your mouth this year should be, help me, Lord. And as you do that, I'm very confident in the Lord that we obtain abundance of help in Jesus' name. Very quickly, I'll give you five truths about help for you. Five truths about help for you. Number one, help is available and it is near. Help is available and it is near. Please, as you step into this new year, develop what I call a consciousness that help is very near. That's what keeps a child safe all the time. And sometimes they make mistakes thinking that help is near and they find out that help is not near. Unfortunately, they depend upon a source that can disappoint them. It used to be a story where it not used to be. A few years back, there was a particularly sad story here in the United Kingdom. Uh, we call it the Borgias case. Some of us I remember at that time. There was this little child that went to the shopping mall, and after a very long time, I can't remember the last time, we had such a thing that shook the nation. And this child had so much confidence that the mother was around, walked into the shopping mall. The mother walked in there with him, and then... In the twinkle of an eye, another teenager abducted this boy, and uh, the rest of the story you probably should be aware of. Uh, this boy was gruesomely murdered. I mean, it, was, it shook the, the, the soul of the nation. I mean, a teenager essentially possessed by the devil, you know, murdered this boy. But if you trace the story by, back, it traces back to one fact. The little child that was murdered was confident that because he was in the vicinity of the mother, all was going to be safe. Unfortunately, it didn't turn out that way. But how much more if I were to be walking day by day in the consciousness that God is around me, that help is available. I can assure you safety is yours all the time. 
And I said, oh, I didn't know why that song came to my heart this morning. I, they called it Old Negro Spiritual. Sometimes I feel like I'm... Have you heard about that before? Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. You say, a long way from home. A long way from home. I've not got their voice, amen. You got the gist. What, what did that tell me? That tell me something. That the mere fact the child knows that he's close by home does something to that child. If a child is lost, the father the surrounding the child is from home, the more disturbed the child will be. And so, God is reassuring you and I today that he is near you. Amen. Amen. And the Old, the old Testament mentioned a lot about hell, but I, I'm not going to bother about that. I just pick an example, or a few examples from the New Testament. Do you know the disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ, they depended so much on him that he was like a father to them. And when I started tracing their journey, they always went back to him to ask him for help or to bail them out. When the Pharisees were troubling them, they would go back to him. Why were the Pharisees saying that? When they couldn't pay their tax, in Matthew chapter 17, if I call Matthew chapter 17 the chapter of embarrassment, you can go back and read it. It started by them being transfigured. They were so embarrassed by the holiness of Moses and Elijah and Jesus Christ that were transformed. They came down from there. They were at the footstool, at the foot of the hill. They could not cast out a demon they should cast out. They were embarrassed. Not long after that, the last section of it, the tax man came. They could not pay their tax. But at every turn of the way, Jesus delivered them from embarrassment. That's what I call help. Help is when you are so near unto being cornered and embarrassed that something happens. Check chapter 17. He spoke so much unto me. And then that's the pattern throughout the scripture. They depended on Jesus so much. And so Jesus Christ knew so much. And as he was going to leave them, he started taking their attention away from himself unto the Father. He said, no longer will I answer you. But you will pray the Father and the Father with the Father because he knew he was the Father in their midst. When his own mother on the very first day in John chapter 2, they went to a marriage in Canaan of Galilee. And there was no way. Embarrassment was looming. He knew, or she rather knew the son that he, she had, and she turned immediately and said, deliver of embarrassment. You will not be embarrassed this year. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said, you will not be embarrassed this year. Shame will be far from you in the name of Jesus. Reproach will be removed from you. And you know how not to be. You need help. You need help. Every day as humans, we are confronted by situations and circumstances that can embarrass us. Things we don't have answers to. But thank God, Jesus knew that he was with them. And then listen to this. When he got to chapter 13 of John, he started preparing them. We call it the upper room discourse. So he started from there. The Bible said, where shall I have my Passover? He went to the upper room and he had the Passover there. And he left with them the most important messages. Message number one, humility. 
And you know, I've been talking about that a long time. So when a person is going to die, it is the most important thing unto them that they share with you. So he left with them the message of humility, and he then went share with them the message of love for one another, and then he continued. By the time he got to the end of chapter 13, and he has laid the foundation that I'm leaving you very soon, he jumped straight to chapter 14. Remember, the Bible was not broken to chapter before. It was one continual discourse. And when he got to chapter 14, he then mentioned unto them, he said, let not your heart be troubled. He said, believe in God and believe in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you so that where I am, there also you will be. Because when he told them he was going to be murdered, because in that chapter 13, he told them who would betray him. In that chapter 13, he told them that Judas would betray him. Peter would deny him. Everything in package. And they were getting sad. And they said, it's real. Are you leaving us? Are you not going to be with us any longer? So they continued with that. And then they started dousing it for them. Now listen carefully how he ended it for them. So he was building the story. He said, I will go away. I will prepare a place for you. You will come and meet with me. And then in that chapter 14, when he got to verse 26, he dropped something for them there. And he said... Go to verse 25, please, if you may. He said, this thing I have spoken to you while being, what? Present with you. All my days, go stay in 25, please. Move when I ask you to move kindly. You know, while he was with them, he was telling them, my number one role with you as a father was to help you. Help you where you needed it. Help you where you didn't know you even needed the help. And a good parent, that's what you do. A child will come out to you, I can't solve this problem, you solve your problem. Sometimes the child does not know they need help. They are fiddling with it, struggling, and then you jump in and help them. Isn't that the way we function as parents? Jesus was their helper, verse 26. He said, I've spoken to you, thank you very much. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, when the Father, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, I've been teaching you all things, and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. You are not going to lack help. You will still have that help. And he said, the number one duty of the Holy Spirit, what is number one duty? Helper. Later on, he called him a comforter. But number one, the first time he mentioned him in real time unto them is their helper. You will find help this year. I said you will find help. But please live in the consciousness that help is near. Oh, how many times have been delivered from embarrassment? How many times when we were buying this place and the contractor said, bring money, I said, I didn't have money. And, uh, I, and I was talking big. Some of you have had a testimony before. I even ran away from town. Not quite. I went for a retreat. But actually, I ran from town. The very place where you are sitting down, we ran out of money. And I ran out of time. Went as far as the Isle of Sky. The man found me there. God bless mobile phones. The reception was not to be in that place, but there was reception on that day. And the man said, when is my myself? I said, I will give you your money on Friday. I left the place around Wednesday, came back to town, went, called my bank manager. I said, you know what? Some money we expected to come in. Can you please give me an overdraft of 15,000 pounds so that we can pay the contractor? John, my, our relationship manager, he said, Chris, I said, hi, John, how are you doing? So he said, look, when do you need the money? I said, like yesterday. He, he chuckled and laughed. He said, the whole process takes three weeks. And immediately said, it takes three weeks. I walked straight to ask. I remember the spot I parked. You know, there are some things in your life that you remember. Remember the very spot I parked. I went to ask and I said, Lord, thank you. It's not in your hand. Thank you. It's not my house. It's your house. 
Whatever you want to do, go ahead. Off my shoulder. And I went for retail therapy. From aisle to aisle. I felt lighter. Not much money, just by, bought a few things. Came out of Asda. By the time I came out, Asda Bridge of uh, Gakdi, very notorious in those days for bad reception. Is this still so? All right. Hallelujah. I don't live in that area anymore. I've not graduated from Asda. I've looked for another Asda. Hallelujah. And so I came out. Three messages waiting for me. And there was my friend on the phone, the relationship manager in the bank. He said, hi, Chris. He said, well, just to let you know, that if you call me immediately, um, I've got something for you. So I called him back, and there and there, in actual fact, this second message, when he hear from me, already has left the message that 15,000 is waiting in the account. It would deliver it for embarrassment too. Yeah. I know that that was a loan for long, by the special grace of God, we moved on. And at the right time, the Bible says, it said, God is our refuge, our very present help in time of need. You will find help, help is near. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Lord, something you must do for me this year, help me. I don't know about you. I need help. I need help. Hallelujah. So please take note of that. Number two, very quickly, God is the ultimate source of help. What is number one point that we said? Number two, God is the ultimate source of help. Hallelujah. Who is the ultimate source of help? Oh, come on. It's the name of your father. Say it very loud and clear. Elohim is his name. is the ultimate source of help. That's why the psalmist says, I will look up to the hills where help comes from. Before you ask any human being, who should you ask first? Is the source of help. Is the ultimate source of help. And I'm going to join that onto the next one very quickly. God can use anyone or anything to help you. Even though God is the ultimate source of help, but God can use anyone or anything to help you. Anything ranging from the inanimate things onto you get to the level of angels. In the book of Revelation, the Bible says, in Revelation chapter 12, I think, it says, and the ground opened up and swallowed the water that was to drown the woman. He said, and the ground helped her. Even ground can help you. That's God we're serving. He said, and the ground helped her. He didn't send an angel. Ground opened. When help is functioning through God, there's nothing in his hand that he cannot use. But make sure you ask God for the help. Did you hear, my, you hear me very clearly? Yeah. Let me hear your amen to that as well. Yeah. Do you know the reason why? Picture a setup. And I'm gonna, not going to dread too long on this point before I close. Picture the setup. You have the chief executive, the pinnacle, the person in the pinnacle of authority in an organization, and he's the one that can give the order for anyone to give you anything you need in that company or that system. You understand that? So he's the CEO or whatever name you call him. He writes on behind, behind us um, complimentary card or whatever, or sends an email or sent a text, and he said, just go and meet him. I've spoken unto him. Go and give him. But do you know that same help, you can get it through the employee without going through the CEO? Yeah, you can go. You can break, the, you can break protocol. But the difference is this. That employee can stop helping you whenever he likes. When he gets to a point in which it's getting difficult for him, he can stop. That's why it is not good 
to depend upon human beings for help, but let God move them to help you. If God that moves them to help you, they can't stop. If they stop, God will cut them, put another replacement immediately. But if it is human beings, they can cut their help. Never look up unto human beings. If they give you a self, more often than not, if you are a child of God, it's God that has sent them to your life. But never depend on human beings. It's so safe to depend on God. It's so safe to depend on Let him be the one that gives the order. That was why when Ahithophel, Ahithophel was a counselor to King David in Israel in those days. When he broke rank with David, it never affected David. Because it was God that gave Ahithophel unto David. When Ahithophel changed camp and Ahithophel decided to go and join Absalom, his wisdom was removed from him. Because it was God that ordered him. If it had been a direct connection between him and David, he could have transferred that skill. But it was God that ordered him. That's why the Bible says it makes diviners mad. It can turn wisdom onto foolishness. If it is him that gives the order. Depend only on him. All help ultimately comes from him. Hallelujah. Number four, before I close. I've mentioned three. <laughs> What's number three, somebody? Thank you. Number four, allow God to use you to help others. Can I help you men onto that one? When you allow God to use you to help others, you get to know how the system works and it infuses confidence in you. This is how it works. For instance, God moves you to take some bags of grocery to somebody. And as you are dropping the bags of grocery, the person just, just, just in tears and say, God is so faithful. How, 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 did you, how did you know? I mean, everything appears okay in church. I appear prim and proper. Nobody ever knew we got this serious financial difficulty. How, how did you know? He said, I don't know. God just asked me to buy it and I brought it to you. And the person received it and went away. Do you know when your own day of trouble comes, do you know it's very easy for you to trust God that help will be raised for you too? Because you know that's how the system works. How many times people have said, ah, Pastor, why did you call me? I said, I don't know. He said, it just, it just came to my heart very strongly and I've called you. And that's why when I'm down, I need a call too. Oh, those calls have come miraculously. A couple was testifying here a week ago, traveling to the airport. A caller that never could have called them, probably never called them before, on a very critical mission, just to know that God is behind it. Oh, any of their brethren could have prayed for them. I could have prayed, and we prayed. But God to let them know he was the one behind it. He sent help in an unusual manner. Allow him to use you. You understand the, how the system works better, and it will make you to be filled with faith. Finally, Testify of God's help to the world. Testify of God's help to the world. And that, that's, that, that's so important. Today's Thanksgiving Sunday. Please, let, let this place, let, let's be wiser. Let's try and see the footprint, the handprint, the fingerprint of God in every aspect of our lives. And let's speak it out. If you think deeply, you will know the mercy and all that God has been doing in your life. But most of, more often than not, we don't give you serious thoughts. We don't see the hand of God. We just thought that, okay, something just changed the relationship manager. That's why I decided to give the loan. No, it was God that touched his heart. 
They just thought that someone that just decided to like you, that's why out of all the applicants, you are the preferred one. No, it's God that touched their hearts. And you must be able to stand up and testify that I say, I have experienced God's help before. One of our pastors here testified one time, was into design and things were not working in that company. You know, the design, the first one, the thing wasn't working. And they went back home and prayed and privately. And then suddenly they went back to work. The design worked. And so he kept quiet, but the Lord was telling him, why are you hiding? I was the one that did it. But God set another strip, another, another, another opportunity for him to testify. And so this time around, he told them clearly, now this thing is not working. We tried all forms of design. It's not working. I will pray. So he went back and prayed. As usual, God did it again. He went back and said, that thing is working. It's because I prayed. My God answered. And so that man's testifying. And I'm sure help has never run out of his life. And I know his testimony. Even in that place of work, he has enjoyed so much of God's favor. Simply because what? He decided to testify of God's help. Will you testify of God's help this year? Will you testify of God's help? Because you will receive abundance of that help. More than you can imagine in the name of Jesus. Let the world know God is your helper. Amen. Amen. We are nothing ourselves. But God chose not to use us in his mighty hand. You know that one as well. It's a song. We are nothing in ourselves. But God chosen to use us in his mighty hand. You don't know it. Wow. But the master plan requires human instrument, but they must not ever glorify themselves. Never. All oh, the glory must be. That, that's what. That's the, that's the chorus that you've been singing now. <laughs> it's the chorus you've been singing. Oh, it is worthy of our praise. No man on earth should give glory. To himself, all the glory must be to. Do you think it's because your bone was stronger that two of you fell on the same ice? One broke the hand, you just got up with bruises? It's not, it's God's help, it's God's mercy. Do you think that despite all the redundancies and all that is happening around, for some strange reason, you are still standing on your feet? It's God's mercy. Oh, irrespective of what you are believing in him for, testify. Let the world know. Let your family know. When I gave my life to Christ, no, it's not, no, they were not celebrating me. I met persecutions. But one thing I never did was to deny the fact that God has been merciful to me. And the first time they knew that God was with me was my marriage. Because how God did it. And I never kept quiet. I kept telling them, my God did it. Will you testify? As you testify, his name shall be glorified. Bow down your head, let us pray. Thank you, Father. Do you have something to tell him in appreciation for all that he has done for you so far? We serve a good God. We serve a merciful God. He's your helper. He's your keeper. He's worthy to be praised and adored. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, our great helper. We are not in ourselves, but God has chosen us in his mighty hand. Oh, we worship you, Father. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah. Bring your prayer to a close. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.
May I ask you to stand up just for a very brief moment and agree in prayer with me? Just want you to believe with me. And I will pray, but just set your heart to believe it. God has been birthing this in my heart. And um, he actually led me specifically for people I should pray it for. But I ask his permission that I can pray it. I should pray it for the rest of you. And I hope as we receive it in faith, signs will follow. Signs will follow. When the Lord Jesus Christ cursed as it were, that tree that was bearing leaves but not bearing fruits. And they asked him and they said, why or how come that immediately you spoke this tree dried up from the roots? The Lord answered them in a very unusual manner. And when I probed and I pondered and I thought of it, I knew that the Lord was giving us the key unto every form of unfruitfulness. Unfruitfulness in your Christian work, unfruitfulness in your, in your, in your career, unfruitfulness in the body, unfruitfulness in your business. And how did the Lord answer them? Because it was bearing least means that there were promises, but no fruit, nothing to see through. And then the Lord answered them, not in the manner they probably were expecting. How did he answer them? He said, If you shall believe, you will say unto this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the midst of the sea. And if you do not doubt, it shall be for you as you have said. I said, Wow, you are now saying, Lord, that every form of unfruitfulness is usually due to the mountain. And that mountain must be removed and be cast out. And presto, immediately there must be fruitfulness. That mountain can be a personality called a demon. That mountain can be a swelling in the body. It's not a matter of cursing it. It's a matter of removing it from the root. And putting it in the midst of the ocean. So I want you to agree with me today. Are there any areas you need to be fruitful this year? I will speak to the mountain in the name of Jesus. And that mountain shall be removed as you agree with me. And it shall be cast into the midst of the sea. In the name that's above all names. If you are disposed to that, lift up your right hand to the heaven. Father, in the name that's above all names. I stand on the infallible word of the living God. And I declare right now in your name. That every mountain that is causing unfruitfulness in the life of your people. Businesses that are not prospering. Bodies that are not bringing forth fruit. Careers that are going nowhere. Spiritual life. Ministries that are not growing. I stand in the name that's above all names. And I say let those mountains that are causing unfruitfulness be removed. And let them be cast into the midst of the sea in the name of the Lord Jesus. A mountain that is cast into the midst of the sea can never come back to that position. The mountain gets washed away and washed away. Oh, Pharaoh's spirit was a mountain. It was into the midst of the sea it was cast. The demons that were in the life of the madman of Gadara was a mountain. And it was into the midst of the sea they were cast. I stand right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
And I speak to every mountain in your lives, in our lives. Every mountain in the Christian church in our time. Be cast into the midst of the city in the name of the Lord Jesus. As all those mountains that were cast never came back again. The madman of Gadara became an evangelist. Perfectly normal. The, Egyptian, the, 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 the Egyptians never rose up to fight Israel ever again. Not in a substantive sense. Oh Lord, every mountain that is cast in the midst of the sea today, let them be permanently washed away. I say let them be washed away. And let them never come back to our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. Mountains be swallowed up by the sea right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Never come back again into our lives. And let Jesus Christ be glorified. By this precious message of the Lord, some of you begin to feel difference in your circumstances right now. Because that demon that is called unfruitfulness is bound right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And is cast into the midst of the city in the name of Jesus. Let it be so for your life. Let it be so for the life of your children. That child that is bound in serious infirmity. Let that mountain that is demonic be cast out into the midst of the sea right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is our year of wonders. Let wonders begin. Let wonders begin. And we shall stand on your word that all the glory must be to you. And all the blessings shall be ours. Thank you, Father, for hearing us. We give you all the honor and praise. Jesus, most wonderful name, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. If you believe with all your heart, shout hallelujah. Give the Lord praise in the house. God bless you. you may be seated. God bless you. you. may be seated. Praise the Lord. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.